The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We're here in Washington, D.C. Hope everyone's having a wonderful Valentine's Day. Andrea, how are you doing? I'm hunky-dory. You're hunky-dory? Haven't heard that one in a while. So (laughs) it's a day of love, and we just got done with a beautiful Grammys event, City Gala, in Los Angeles, and flew home yesterday, and I feel like the transfer of West Coast to East Coast is a lot harder than East Coast to West Coast, so I uh, just was able to see and witness love today. Uh, Nadine Mullis uh, just got married today, our, our business partner with Live Local Love Studios, and it was such a beautiful event, but I'll tell you, just going from the wedding right here, it's been like a, uh, a very, very fast-paced day, and then we're going to Chef's Expressions tonight to enjoy a Valentine's wine dinner. So I saw uh, Jess Bernard and uh, Ryan Treasure at the City Gala event. They were having a blast covering the event live, City Gala. So what did you think of the event, Andrea? Oh, well, it was absolutely fascinating and uh, lots of stuff going on, lots of fabulous people, which, of course, you got great shots of. And um, I'm super excited to say that uh, we have Craig, uh, excuse me, Greg Jacobson, I just stuttered there, uh, who uh, is the author of Think Yourself Happy, who is on the line with us, too, who can kind of summarize all the cool stuff that happened at City Gala as well. So how exciting is that? He, he actually is a, a world-renowned uh, strategist to help businesses and corporations, so I'm really excited to have him on to share about that, too, because he was really instrumental in helping City Gala take off. And, uh, of course, thanks to Ryan Long for being the producer and organizer that invited us to come and participate in that. And, uh, Ken, I wanted to publicly acknowledge you for running all over all weekend, taking all those, you know, 3,000 photos that you did that are absolutely tremendous that are posted on the Umbrella Syndicate Facebook page. So, Greg, you're on the line? Yes, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely here on the line, and I, too, am exhausted from an amazing weekend and an amazing, incredible event that just, I don't know if it could have even gone off any better. What do you think, Ken? Um, because of you, it was beyond expectation, <laughs> I, and I say that with all sincerity. I mean, you... It's funny how someone can make the biggest difference in your life, and I, I recall on several occasions that you made introductions that I just don't know were possible for me or the Keep Smiling movement, and you, you really touched my heart and uh, spiritually moved me because I'm, I'm really about this Keep Smiling movement. I, I'm very convinced that when a smile is your expression and you're able to connect with human beings, that it causes love and it, and it causes really a lot of magic to happen. And our, uh, I'll just give a couple examples very quickly is that 
uh, Quincy Jones got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, duly, you know, noted. There's no one else that I think has piled this much achievement in one lifetime. I mean, I watched the video and I my mouth dropped. He wrote music for Frank Sinatra, uh, was involved with wow. uh, hits from every single decade. And they said the reason he was so successful is because every decade he stayed young, he stayed ahead of the time, and he was completely with the pulse of what was happening next. And and I say that about you too. You're someone that if if you really care about working with people that are connected to playing a big life, living with large impact and causing it to be even bigger. And, uh, I was actually sharing the, how much you made a difference this weekend, because if they saw you, they escorted you what needed to happen, when it needed to happen. And you made a promise to me last week. You said the key smiling movement will thrive. I'll make sure of it and I'll make it a focus. And, you know, it's, it's not about the, the person holding the card and the picture being taken. It's about what happens with that picture and how it inspires and people look into this movement and they actually find out that it's not only for real, but that they can be a part of it. And uh, I, I'm just so blessed to know you, Greg. And, and you said to well, me uh, a couple of events ago, I'd like to be on your radio show. Well, you're not just on the radio show. You're a really big spotlight of the next Key Smiling book, 3.0, is is going to be actually, a, you're in the dedication part. I mean, I, it hasn't been written yet, but you are wow. in the dedication part. Um, Thanks, brother. I, listen, I'm, I'm both humble and grateful to know you, and to be mentioned in the same breath as you know someone like Quincy Jones, who, who you know, as we found out, or maybe a lot of you know, that really discovered Oprah Winfrey, discovered right. Will Smith, you know, Michael Jackson produced and, and made him what he, you know, the, the greatest selling album of all time. It just goes on and on and on. I mean, really, I don't deserve that. But but I thank you and, and, and appreciate you and love you, Ken. And, and however I can help to keep Smiling Movement and this planet to be happier and more joy, joyful and more fulfilled, I feel is my obligation. And if anybody listening can learn how to become happier, more grateful, more of a solution thinker rather than just pointing out problems, that's really what we're here for on this planet. And please join Ken and I and, and lots of others on this movement because this is what, what life is all about, is giving and sharing and being part of something bigger than ourselves. So we, when we pass on, which all of us do, we leave a legacy that shows that, that we were bigger than ourselves. And people like you, Ken, I honor you for that because you live that every day. Well, thank you. I really also enjoyed when um, you were on stage at the City Summit, which was a new aspect of City Gala, really bringing the educational component, the thought leaders to the stage. And what an aggressive agenda that your wife had to put together. She, I think you said she went uh, like 12 hours in a meeting or something like that, making imagine with how many things were being juggled. Uh, I mean, that was the overachievement agenda of all time. I've never, I mean, I do 200 events a year. I've never seen that many power packed thought leaders going on and off the stage. It was like a TEDx on steroids for like 48 hours. It really was. It was, it was, it was oh, great. And, and, yeah, and awesome. hats off to Ryan Long, who, you know, again, blew it out of the box. What an amazing event. What an amazing person and, and, and an amazing charity that helps others get their message out. It's not just a, a, a personal thing. Like this is a, something that happened to me. I, I want to help others through this. No, he wants to help everyone through everything, through the utilization of, of other people's efforts. And, and that's you know, what, a, what a guy. 
You know, um, Andrea said I took about 3,000 pictures, which is probably uh, pretty close to the mark. And I, I may have put up 800 at this point, but I want to tell you one of the most important photos I took was the photo of you and Rocky uh, on the first night, Friday night. And the fact that you shared it and had so many people see the love and, and, and the fact that I was able to capture the spirit of who you guys really are um, means a lot to me. And also when you were on stage on Saturday and someone said, uh, I think Greg Reed said to you, you know, what are you thankful for? How did, who, who inspires you? And you said, my wife inspires me. And, and I got that that's not um, just your cliche response. That is why you are who you are. She, you, you really are living Valentine's. Uh, and it's, it's beautiful to have you on this show this day. <laughs> Thank you. As a matter of fact, it is our wedding anniversary today, 21 years. Oh, uh, it feels wow. like our, honey, our honeymoon. <laughs> It's, you know, every day is, is like this. So I, I don't, I'm not going to say that it's not special because it is special. But really, we work at it every day to be better people individually, be better parents, be better um, lovers and connectors and friends. We're really living that life. And, and you know, I don't want to say that, that, that to make myself sound like a great person. I just want everybody to strive to live the best life that they could live so they could be happier within themselves and, and then that radiates out. It's, it's really easy to see. I think you capture that amazingly, Ken. And even though you're much, much more than a photographer, you are a brilliant photographer nonetheless. Well, thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your mission, uh, about the book, The Happiness, because obviously the happiness uh, that you're giving us a message in the key smiling movement they are uh they're synergistically connected and the mission's only going to be stronger because we're, we're actually seeing the light because of each other so tell us what your goal is with that book and, and how we can help you as an audience as, as I, I really appreciate that and i think that that maybe people listening and I'm, i found this to be actually a detriment and it, it may be to to the umbrella syndicate movement too that keeps smiling i think that People take it wrong. Some people take a smile in, in a way that maybe is taken as it, in the wrong way. Just as happy is taken sometimes in the wrong way. Some people say to me, look, I, don't, I just don't want to be happy. And that's fine. And that's re- really this book is written to show people that you can feel any way you want at any time you want. You know, I'm not trying to force anybody to be happy. Just like you're not trying to force anybody to smile. We're trying to make things a little lighter on this planet so people feel a little less stressed out, a little more connected. Isn't that, wouldn't you agree with that? I don't agree with it totally. And I'll tell you why, Greg. I'm actually, I am kind of forcing people to smile only from the standpoint that when you are forced to smile, you actually shift and you think about new things. And so it's, I I don't know if the word force is the right word, but I'm, I'm trying to really shift people to understand that what they're attracting in their life is the, the expression that they're exuding from their spirit. And so um, it's, I, I, maybe it's inspiring or encouraging, but it, uh, it's a lighter side of force. I'm really, I'm really trying to get people to shift, to, to be powerful. And I, and I get that, and I am too, Ken. And I think that's the whole point of what I'm trying to make, is that right. words seem to get in the way. So when, when people read Think Yourself Happy, they say, well, wait, I'm not unhappy. And they may shift the wrong way, rather than believing that, People can be happier and more fulfilled than they are right now. That's what I believe. Without any external changes, just with some internal thinking changes. So the book was written because I was 
as you know, I go to events and I've run into you at quite a few. And when we go to events, we go to more events and we listen and we pick up things. And what I picked up at this event was that I live in kind of a bubble where the people around me are happy because we are focused on what we're doing, how we're doing it, and why we're doing it. And that really goes with our, our whole life's mission and direction. And I found that the people around me, at least at this particular event, were very unhappy. And they were young, and they were good-looking, and they were by the beach, and it was a beautiful sunny day, and they were very depressed. Just the majority, I would say, again, the majority of people around me. And I, I had an epiphany that, wait, I have these skills and tools that I can share with people that will make this shift or allow this shift in them within 60 seconds and five different ways to do it. So it's not just one way. You don't have to follow a bunch of steps. It's do an exercise and you'll, you'll feel a change. And if you get used to this and you practice this, you can feel any way you want at any time you want. And I wanted to bring people out of this feeling of hopeless, hopelessness or, or shame or guilt or fear or sadness or anger or disappointment, any of those things can change in an instant if you know how to do it. And I found that people, even the smarter people, actually the smarter people are, they don't believe that. They say, well, if there was a way to just think yourself happy literally, I would have figured that out by now because I'm smart. So <laughs> it can't be possible. But, but what I show people is that literally in 100 pages or less, or less, there's, my book's 100 pages, you can read it in about an hour or 90 minutes, Five changes in thinking, if you, if you change any of these thoughts, these paradigms in your head, your life will be better. And if you do two, it'll be better, and three, it'll be better, and five, it'll be completely unrecognizable. Because you can, again, feel any way you want, and then you can teach this to other people. And this, again, like the smile, it has a ripple effect, and it will change things from the inside out, and it will change other people and change other things. So my mission this year is to give away a million books. I sell it on Amazon for $16.95. It'll have a complete change in your life. And for $16.95, it's a great deal. But I don't want money to ever be a barrier from when I'm teaching someone to improve their life. Now, if I'm improving their business, I charge big bucks for that. But that's not how I need to make my money. So, Well, you know, one of the really cool things, though, Greg, is that we are going to have you on here in a couple weeks, and we are going to have so much fun hearing about how everybody can get their hands on these million copies and to go over the five steps so they can bring the happiness in their life. So I'm so excited uh, that, you're gonna, that you and I are going to figure out the date, figure out when you're going to be on next. So I'm, I'm you know, and by the way, Andrea, um, Greg is not going to share with them how they can get their hands on a million copies. He's only sharing how they can get their hands on one copy. Now, well, well, I think he'd people. be okay with them getting a million. <laughs> yeah. But, Greg, let's be clear. Not everyone can uh, buy a million copies, and also you're not definitely offering a million copies to one person. You're just really trying to get a million copies to a million people. Is that correct? I'm just saying that I don't want money to be a barrier to happiness and fulfillment in anyone's life. Well, Sorry, before that, we go that, to that wasn't the point of this Before we go to our next guest, I want to tell you, one, I love you. You made such a big difference in this weekend. I want to tell three very, very short stories that um, culminated in you being on the show today. So number one is you shifted my week on Thursday when I bought a new ticket to come out and see you Friday to the event when you said that you were completely going to blow me away and be committed to me getting what I needed to have done about the Key Smiling Group. And I got that you were committed, so I did it. And I met John Travolta in a hallway where there was almost no one else around, maybe one other person. 
And I saw his eyes and we locked and I walked up to him, extended my hand. He extended his and I said, John, I'm Ken Rashawn with the Umbrella Syndicate and you make a difference in the world. You cause many smiles and I'm part of the Keith Smiley movement. I want to honor you in the next edition. Keith Smiley Shift Happens 3.0. And I showed him the card. He locked in the card and looked at me. He says, okay, cool. And I had someone come over and they said to me, are you the house photographer? And I said, yes, I am. And she says, you have to go right now to get photos over here. And I said, well, I'm, I'm just going to get this picture real quick. I'm happy to go over and get those photos. And she says, no, you have to leave right now. And I said, I, 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 no, I get that you want me over there. I'm going to be right over there. This takes only one second. And she goes, now. I turned and made eye contact with John and gave him the puppy dog look. And the puppy dog look went like this. Like, bro, this is your opportunity to step up. If you're about to keep smiling, but say that this shot has to happen. Because if you don't, I don't know if it can. And that's all was sent to him. And he received it and said, he, he looked at her and he says, no, let's get this shot. It's, it's no problem. And she walked away. I got the photo. It's on Facebook. I mean, this shot was one of the best shots I've ever taken in my life. And I turned to her, walked with her, and she turned to me and says, not cool like that. And I didn't know what the damage was that I caused, but I knew that he connected. <laughs> and that was massive for me, massive. Then number two, I got shut down with Quincy Jones. He doesn't know me. Why would he hold a card that he doesn't understand where it's coming from? And, and, and no, no one vetted me. And then I see you and you say, Ken, let, let me have a couple cards. You said whatever you said to Quincy, which is the show in itself. And he held the card up and he grimaced. And I said, Quincy, please, it's about to be smiling with it. And then, and then he smiled and I got the shot and, and I thank you for it. And the third one was that you posted your photo of you and Rocky from Friday night and all the comments, all the love, all the um, just Valentine love that came out of that, that post. I said, I'm posting 3.0 officially is coming out. And you acknowledge, obviously, as one of the 30 people in that post that I want to honor in the book because you are really about love, light, and smiles. I mean, it's just absolutely beautiful. And I, I thank you for spotlighting the show, and I apologize that uh, we, we really do need to go to the next part of the show. But you were awesome, Greg. Thank you so much. Well, well thank you. If it's certainly not about me. So I, I would love, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'd love to stay on and listen to the next guest. I don't. He's fantastic. Got a great book, and I'd love to hear all about it. So, Andrea, without further ado, take it away, baby. I will. So our next guest is a, a really good friend of mine. His name is Kevin Clayson, and he is America's chief officer of awesome. And he's not only awesome as a chief officer, this man can rap, too. So maybe we'll get him to do it. <laughs> Only only once in a while, really fun when we're at a really big event and an organization. But he's an international professional speaker, and he shares his simple formula for unlimited joy and fulfillment with everybody that he meets. Um, he speaks at elementary schools and business leaders and colleges and community organizations. And um, his, what he does for his real job is he's the founder, or co-founder and co-owner of Strongbrook, and it's a multi-million dollar real estate investment company that they founded in early 2007. And he 
he's really been the integral part of creating all the um, training and education that's really coaching and mentoring people throughout the world that come through their programs who are able to be successful through the things that they do within this culture of um, having a, a really nationally renowned and admired uh, company that has this awesome vision and um, with these great strategies and projects. And so he um, recently, uh, well, not, well, I guess kind of recently, became the author of Flip the Gratitude Switch. And he has also done other books, too, with um, other entrepreneurs on fire in that series. And he's um, been able to be a contributor with, like, Timothy Ferris and um, uh, Barbara um, Cochran from uh, Shark Tank. And uh, so he's just been doing some amazing things all over the world, and I absolutely adore him. So uh, please, everyone, uh, welcome. And in your house, clap your hands for Kevin Clayson. Oh, thank you so much. That was a great introduction. You see, you make me like me better. I, I think <laughs> you. that was, was awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta say, Greg and Ken, you guys are amazing. I could have sat and listened to your love fest because it was <laughs> awesome. Like I just feel like there, there needs to be so much more of that uplifting and edifying and the mission that you guys are on to help people keep smiling and to help people understand that happiness can be literally moments away if they choose it to be. It is so in alignment with everything I get up and try to dedicate my life to every day. So I just wanted to thank all of you, A, for having me on, and B, for letting me just kind of be a part of this conversation and participate with you guys. What an incredible group of people, and I feel absolutely honored to be with you guys. Well, Kevin, first of all, thank you for being on the show. Secondly, thank you for being patient. And the show Amplified is about amplifying truth and leadership and impact in the world. And we like to keep it kind of raw and uh, unpredictable. And it was not planned to have, you know, the this, this surprise highlight guest uh, command so much of the first segment. But as you saw, it was just completely heartfelt. And you're a cool dude for uh, just hanging in there so we get balance the show out with what happened this past weekend, which was, I hope you can be a part of City Gala next year, because it sounds like from what I'm reading uh, about your bio and, and what you're doing in the world, you belong at City Gala, and you belong on stage at City Gala, so that would, that's a great connection. Just, I, I find it amazing that when you're on a show like this, and you're making connections with guests, that those guests get together, and their lives are changed, because you're attracting the right type of top mentality, top spirits. And so that's, the, I think, the biggest gift is that Greg is on this line right here and you both learned about each other. And Greg said, I don't want to get off the show. I want to actually stay on the show and listen to you. So this is, this is our opportunity to balance it all out. So normally the first part of the show, Kevin, is, uh, is going to be about your story. So I would love to at least get that part into the first segment, and then we're going to go a little deeper with how you became a leader, what obstacles you had to overcome, and, and just amplify your goodness. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome. You know, the story is that I kind of got to – I don't know if anybody's ever been to this place before. You ever been in kind of that dark place, you know, that one that just where it just sucks? And you just can't figure out how to get out of it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody listening has been in that place. And I was just kind of there in 2011. I mean, we started our company in 2007, and things were going well. We opened up this sort of network marketing side of our business. And, I mean, I was traveling all over the country, speaking from coast to coast with business leaders in our company all across uh, America. And we had just had our second son 
Um, and uh, he had been in the NICU for, in, the, in the hospital for the first couple weeks of his life. And, you know, it just was a stressful time in my life. And I was just kind of in a rut. And I was just kind of in one of those stinky places where you just can't figure out how to elevate out. And, I mean, I love, I love personal development and reading and, and been going to events for a long, long time. And long story short, none of that stuff, right, the stuff that I've learned, the stuff that I've used in the past, none of it seemed to be working to get me out of my funk. And I started to go, well, there's got to be something missing, right? What am I missing? There's got to be something. And I went back to a journal that I'd written in a few years earlier when I'd been to a large event, and I'd heard a speaker, a gentleman uh, by the name of Darren Hardy, who had talked, uh, he just dropped this idea in that it wasn't even the, the purpose of his lecture. He dropped this idea of, of, of this word, gratitude, into his lecture, and he'd done a gratitude journal for his wife. And, I, and I had, what I ended up doing is uh, I looked at that, and I went, gosh, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing I'm missing. Maybe, I, you know, I grew up, uh, grown up in a religious household that talks about being thankful, but I'm not thankful I'm looking around and everything sucks, right? My, my relationship with my wife isn't good enough. My kid won't sleep. Uh, my car is not the one I wanted. The business isn't as successful as I want it to be, so on and so forth. And in reality, I started to realize my life wasn't that bad, yet I couldn't find the joy in it. And when I read that journal entry, and I went, gosh, maybe that's the thing I need. Maybe it's gratitude. But the problem was I didn't know how to go find it. And I started to go on sort of a journey to find, how do I go find gratitude when I don't, not just gratitude for things that are going well, but how do I find gratitude when things aren't going well? And I could not find a book that described to me in a simple way how to create gratitude almost out of thin air when I believe that there's nothing good going on in my life. We all know there was plenty of good, but I just couldn't see it. And what ended up happening is it took me about two years. And I went on this remarkable journey, and I ultimately found the place that I needed to find. It was this simple. If I could learn to activate gratitude and make it something like a verb, not just something I do, but something I literally activate, or not something I feel, rather, but something I do, something I actually physically do, like it's a verb. If I could find a way to discover gratitude inside of life's frustrations, as that frustration is taking place, when I'm right smack dab in the middle of it, maybe, maybe there's something there. And what I ultimately ended up doing is that process. I, would, I got to the point where I'd find a frustration and immediately go, okay, wait a second, I'm feeling frustrated, let me pause. And I'd find a way to be thankful inside of the frustration, find something awesome embedded in whatever that frustration was that was really just a perceived frustration. And for me, it felt like I was flipping this switch inside, and I began to call it flip the gratitude switch. And so as I started to train around the country, right, you know how when good things are happening in your life, if you're a speaker, a lot of times you'll say it for stage. And I started to train on this idea of active gratitude inside of life's frustrations and what I was doing inside of about 30 seconds to change the trajectory of a moment and ultimately change the trajectory of my life. And that's when everybody said, you've got to put this in a book, you've got to put this in a book. So the book ultimately fell on me. I never intended to write the book, but I am so thankful for the journey. And what we're seeing happen is incredible as people are taking these ideas and these principles and implementing them. And uh, it has just been an incredible roller coaster ride. And this is your first, first book? 
this is my first solo book. Yeah, I've done a couple, uh, you know, combination books or anthology books or worked with some um, people in doing uh, some compilation type. Our company wrote a couple books that I was a contributor on, but really this was, I poured my heart and soul into this in a way that I don't know if I've ever poured my heart and soul into something more other than my family. And uh, it was absolutely remarkable. Uh, well, it's so cool that your book title resonates so much with what Greg and I were speaking about, and uh, I'm really happy that you're actually on the, at the guest because this switch that you're talking about is the shift. It's it's waking up and seeing that you have a life that you can control and create. Uh, tell tell yeah. me, uh, we're going to go to break. Heaven's on fire. Heaven's on fire. <laughs> I love it. How can people get this book, Kevin? So, you know, there's a couple ways. You can go check it out on Amazon. It's on Audible. Um, just check, flip the gratitude switch. And in it is a really simple four-step formula that inside of about 30 seconds can change the entire trajectory of a moment, and those moments turn into a lifetime. And uh, you could also just go to flipthegratitudeswitch.com, and that's where you can buy the autographed hardback copy. I've got the soft covers on Amazon and got the full audio book that I read uh, unabridged on Audible. So, and it's, of course, on Kindle and all that kind of fun stuff, too. And I see you were just uh, on, uh, well, I don't know if you were just on, but the Go-Giver podcast with Bob Berg. Oh, yeah, Bob's such a good friend. He gave me an incredible uh, testimonial for the book, and his book has changed my life. And, uh, and he's been, yeah, I was able to be on that podcast with him, which was such a joy and an honor. A man who wrote a book that changed my life, and for him to say what he did about my book um, and to have me on his podcast was just kind of a dream come true. Well, I have to get a key smiling card in Bob's hand, but he was in our, our show roughly uh, three weeks or so ago, and then uh, the, the co-author, uh, David Mann, was on the show, I think, two weeks ago. So this is really kind of like a full circle, not six degrees of separation, but we're getting to like half a degree of separation with how many people are getting on in <laughs> the show and knowing who Bob Berg is and what the go-giver principle That's is. Awesome. We're going to be going to break in a second. I didn't give Greg a chance to share how people could reach him. Greg, would you share how people can get your book and also connect with you. Yeah, you can go buy a copy of my book if you'd like on Amazon. Think yourself happy. Or you can actually, you know, if money's an issue, you get a free copy at happilyachieving.com forward slash free hyphen copy. And it's, it's available for you. There's no excuse not to be happier than you are right now. If you have not read this book and Kevin's book, what is holding you back? There's no reason not to be happier than you are right now. Go do it immediately. Well, I am so happy because we have two great authors with two great messages. and One of them is connected to one of my ultimate heroes, Bob Berg, with The Go-Giver. So uh, what a great way to end the first segment with Happy Valentine's and uh, Time to Get Happier. See you in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to the second segment and how exciting it is. It's Valentine's Day and to have a business show that actually embraces love and smiles and happiness and obviously flipping the gratitude switch. I, there's almost nothing more important in life than uh, having gratitude in your life and understanding that everything you have in your life needs to be acknowledged through gratitude. So we're so excited to have Kevin on the show. We've made a, a post for people that are looking for uh, really more information on Valentine's Day about flipping on the love switch on Valentine's that Andrea, who has uh, a multitude of certifications and experience helping those in love uh, in, enhance their relationship and take it to the next level. Uh, Andrea, did you want to give us a couple tips, maybe two or three tips of, on Valentine's sure. Day? Of, yeah, I'll, how, I'll share real quickly, how, and then we'll go back to Kevin so he can talk and, and help people flip the switch even more. So um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the reason I um, own the uh, Red Carpet Connection now with the uh, media and publicity and stuff is that uh, for t- over 20 years I've had Ignite Your Relationships, and so I've been doing uh, private and professional uh, consulting for people and their relationships both at home and at work as far as um, – like talking in corporate from, you know, executives to the factory um, staff and so forth like that. So uh, three tips that you can use in your relationships. And the number one one that I used to be on all these international radio shows that was the most loved is I always told everybody that when you see your partner, I want you to be more excited to see them than the dog. 
And so that means, you know, uh, run out the door. You know, think about what your dog does. I mean, Kevin, you have a, a dog, don't you, or have had a dog before? Uh, what did they do? Hey, did yeah, they... thanks for, I, my dog just passed away. But anyway, continue. Okay, well, well, your dog before that uh, probably ran hey, to the Andrea. door, was, you know, digging and scratching to get in, you know, was jumping up on them, you know, wanted to kiss their face and, you know, love all over them, you know, and, and sniff your butt. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you can skip that part. But that's what the dog did. It was so excited to see you. And I'll tell you what, um, I actually got that tip from my husband. His mother used to do that for uh, his dad. And when we engaged in these behaviors and when I've taught my clients to do that, the people just fall in love with them even more because, I mean, of course you want to come home to the person who's all over you and wants to see you and is excited to, that you're there. So that's uh, one uh, quick tip. And um, the other one is, is uh, to constantly remind yourself to um, do a, like what I call a relationship bombardment or appreciation bombardment is where you say really cool, positive things about your partner, but say why. So instead of saying, you know, I love that you're such a responsible person, then you say why that they're responsible for that. Or I love that you're a good driver because you did this and you saved us almost from that accident like uh, two years ago or whatever. So that they have a, a story behind the compliment that you just gave. So it's not just wasted words or energy that you're really putting that out there and they feel better about the themselves and then they feel better about you because of how they've heard how you feel about them. And the other thing that I'd like to share is that uh, be sure to compliment people. And, and by the way, you don't have to do uh, these hints and tips in uh, just your personal relationships. You can be loving and awesome and run and greet people and shake their hand. You don't, may, not, may not have to kiss them if they're just a business partner. But, um, but if that's your relationship, you can do that too um, so that you're greeting everyone in your life. But the last one is to uh, compliment people in front compliment them in front of other people or to other people so that they know how much that you uh, love and appreciate the things that they do, that you publicly recognize them in front of other people. And in doing that, well, your partner knows that you not only express love for them in front of them, but you're doing it when you're separated from them. And it just brings so much more excitement and love and, and uh, gratitude, which we will segue back to Kevin on. <laughs> well, I, I want to say, Andrea, uh, thank you so much for taking care of all the dog lovers in the world. Uh, cat people, you guys are screwed. There's nothing we got for you. And and next Valentine's next Valentine's Day, we're gonna we're gonna give you a secret tip for cat lovers on what you can do to enhance your relationship. But can you wait a year, please? Oh, I'll, I'll have one. I have eight cats. So <laughs> go on. No, everyone knows you sniff your cat's butt and you're good to go. So I, I get it. Uh, all right now, Ken. All right. So, no, you lick them. No, not there on their lips. See if I was still here. Is that it? See if I was still on the line. All right. So, so you know, um, the show's digressed as much as we ever allow it, so that now we need to build it back up again. So, Kevin, let's, let's flip the gratitude switch on the show and get that into how important it is from a relationship standpoint. And obviously, if you're happy at home, you're taking that, uh, that home happiness to work, you're taking it to, you know, your friendships, everything. So, what do you recommend based on what Andrea said? Yeah, you know, it, it, I love the tips that Andrea gave, first of all. Phenomenal, all of them. And so here's the deal with gratitude, right? A lot of us, we hear gratitude is an important thing to have, and it is. It vibrates really, really high. But what most people do is they're thankful for things when they're already going well. So like what you just mentioned, it is, if, you're, if things are going well at home, it may seem easier to feel gratitude. Like, 
you know, my wife is doing X, Y, Z, or, and I'm really thankful she's doing this, and I'm really thankful my kids are listening, and, you know, I'm thankful I have dinner on the table when I get home, or whatever it is, right? Really easy to have gratitude for those things, those things, but the question is, when your spouse or your significant other or your children, those super vital, important relationships, when it's not going so well, when it seems like you're on the rocks a little bit, how do we find gratitude in those moments? And this is something I've had to become really, really good at, right? I mean, marriage can be tough. It's the most incredible thing ever. Being a parent, amazing. But there's going to be times of frustration. This is where I needed to go find gratitude. And the little formula I teach in the book is S-L-I-P. It's literally to flip your gratitude switch. And so S is you find the frustration. So the key is, let's say, you're, uh, let's say you come home and your significant other, your spouse, didn't do that one thing you know, that you really asked them to do or wanted them to do or expect them to do, you'll immediately notice that you feel frustrated, right? So the key is become conscious to the fact that you're frustrated. So many of us feel like we have a bad day because we just let all the tiny, seemingly insignificant frustrations sort of wash over us and we don't address them as they come up. So if you can actually get present to the fact that you are, in fact, frustrated, all of a sudden you're given this power to do something about it. When you move to L, L is you look for what's awesome. The key here is you look for what's awesome embedded inside that frustration. So let's say that I go home and, you know, uh, I ask my wife to, I don't know, have dinner ready because I was going to be home late and I wanted to make sure we had family dinner. And I walk in the door and dinner's not ready. Not a big deal, right? Some could get frustrated. So if I know I'm frustrated, I look for what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. Okay, this is really important. She's home. You know who else is there? is my kids. And you know what that means? It means that they're alive and they're breathing and that we still get to be together. See, it's not about the dinner. That's not really the most important thing, right? It's the fact that the awesome is that I get to experience a few moments of, of enjoyment or love with these kids and the spouse. And if I walk through the door frustrated and I don't find the awesome in the fact that dinner is not ready, which is a simple, meaningless thing, right? But so many of us can get it blown out of proportion. If I could just focus on what's awesome embedded inside the frustration, you immediately move to step I, which is to initiate gratitude, where you now take another moment and you say, wow, you know what? I am so thankful that that woman is here, that these kids are here, that they took a breath when they woke up this morning. You immediately move to step P, which is to power up with gratitude, which is a physical thing that happens. Gratitude, gratitude fuels life. It's also this sort of flood of dopamine that happens. We are literally hardwired to feel awesome when we feel gratitude. It's a gift that I believe God gave us. And so what happens is when we initiate active gratitude inside of a frustration by looking for what's awesome inside that frustration, our body shifts and changes. It's what you guys were talking about earlier with the smile. When we smile, we can't help but to feel a little bit different. The same thing happens when you physically are really going, oh my gosh, I'm thankful for that thing that was awesome inside of that frustration. Your body shifts, and over time, when you do that enough, it rewires your brain, and pretty soon you're looking at everything that happens around you differently, and no longer are tiny frustrations cropping up in the relationship or just in day-to-day life. The frustration will still be there, but you now have a tool to do something with it as soon as it shows up that can shift everything. That is powerful. And, you know, between you and Greg, you got my mind just like whirling so good. And I, I have an idea that I'm going to share on the air live and let's see how it lands. Greg, you said to people that if they don't have the means to buy a book, which hopefully most people listening do, 
but if they don't have the means that you're committed to people getting your book and your message and living a life they love. And your book is equally powerful, Kevin. So I'm going to just say this on the air and just see how it lands. What if I send 10 books of my Keith Smalley movement or one of my other books that are positive to each of you so you each get 10 books you just give them to people that are either in need of the message or can take the message beyond themselves, i.e. a thought leader and influencer. So, Paul, wouldn't that be... Ken, I'm here to support you in any way possible. I believe in Keith Smiling Movement and I'll give away as many books as you give me to as many people that need it and as many influencers as possible. So both ends of the spectrum. Everybody in the middle, if, if you're not hopeless or you're not famous, you can buy one. Well, I'm saying it from a 10x standpoint, Greg, is that um, we, can, we can 10x each other by giving 10 books to each other. And, and it's, it, it's just an experiment, which I think is, is the cool part of Valentine's, is that if we do this out of the act of love, there's, nothing, there's no condition connected to it. I'm going to give you each 10 books, and I want to see where they fly, because when we're giving these messages to people on Valentine's Day or any day, it becomes a Valentine's Day for them. It becomes a day they love. And it causes them to think about what they have to be grateful for. And, Kevin, you're so on point. When you think about uh, all the things that are happening that are wrong, your mind is in the wrong place. You'll find it. But if you think about how blessed you are just to have health, I mean, take one thing away from your health, and you are not only miserable, but you're you're completely out of sync with living. And, And I say to people that, when you take any type of system, whether it's a car, if it doesn't have all four wheels, doesn't have the steering wheel, doesn't have the engine, it's not a car anymore. It's not a moving vehicle. And so when we think about the gratitude that we have, it's causing systems to work, complete systems to work. So good on you. Now, I know that 2011 was a rough year, but what, what books and mentors did you read and, and have in your life that caused you to be who you are? Yeah, wow. You know, there's a couple books that have had such a profound impact on me. And by the way, I would love to send both of you guys 10 books. Um, I would do that in a heartbeat, and I would love to kind of join you in that mission because I agree these messages need to be in the world, and I'm a big believer that that one extra smile that any of us could help to bring to somebody's face has a ripple effect that is so profound that we can never measure. And uh, the books that I've read that have got me to this point have done that for me. One that you already mentioned is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. That book totally changed my life. Here's another one, Give and Take by Adam M. Grant. Phenomenal book to help you see from a business standpoint, are you a giver, are you a taker, and who are the ones that actually see the most success? Those are two books that have had an unbelievable and profound impact. The third would be The Miracle Morning by my good buddy Hal Elrod, who actually wrote the foreword of my book, that book created the time and ability for me to write my book. Those three books have had an immeasurable impact on me over the last couple of years. Well, I'm really proud of you that you uh, stepped into your own book because I, I don't need you to say what a difference has made in the world for me, but tell the audience uh, that when you take on a book that it's only as big an obstacle as you make it, and when you get the book done, your life changes. How has your life changed from getting this book done? You know, that's a great question. My life has changed completely because you know what happens now is because the book is out and because people know that this is what I stand for, for people that know me or have heard of the book, this is what's happened is an incredible, incredible thing. If they ever hear the word gratitude, it becomes synonymous with the book. And, and yes, gratitude existed long before we wrote this book. But if that word becomes synonymous with the book and with me, what that means is people will remember that they have this tool 
that can change their life. And so now everywhere I go, I'm either the chief officer of awesome or the gratitude guy. And, and I'll, I'll take that. And look, I just feel like the book hit me on the head. I am nothing more than an imperfect messenger for an incredible message. But what's happened is my income has increased. My influence has increased. Because just like Bob Burke teaches, I'm a big, big believer that the law of influence is that it's determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Just like you guys are doing. If I could get this message into other people's hands, you, your influence automatically increases. And I got to tell you, the most profound thing that's happened for me, and this one I get emotional about when I think about it. If you ask my daughter, who just turned eight, what her daddy does, she says he's an author and he wrote a book. And I can't tell you what that means. We use Flip the Gratitude Switch in our home. My daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, my five-year-old son, they use it. They use it and teach their friends. That, for me, the impact it's had on my marriage and my family is by far the most profound and important impact that the book has had on my life. And, and you've left a legacy, and uh, that will never be taken away from you. Your message lives beyond you, and what a message to leave. Uh, what, what is your next vision? Which, are, you on, are you working on another book? Yeah, you know, we're going to do a couple things with Flip the Gratitude Switch. Uh, we're going to put together a kid's book that I'm really excited for because we found a way to teach these principles to our children so that our kids can be more thankful and have this tool that so very few humans have, let alone children. Um, and uh, we're also starting to get into a lot of schools and work with faculty because the faculty, if they can see the way that this works, all of a sudden it changes the way they interact with the students and the ripple effect on the students is incredible. So we're going to be in a lot of schools. We're going to be working on the children's book, and uh, we're just going to be getting out there a lot more and doing a lot more speaking and trying to get the book in as many hands as possible because of the impact it can have. So when a kid flips off, flip, flips you off, you flip them back with gratitude. That's right. Yep, I just I throw. I, I actually have light switch covers made that say flip the gratitude switch. I just throw that at them and hope it hits them in the nose so they don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Mentorship, what, what's your uh, take on that? You mentioned authors and books that uh, change your life. Uh, do, do you embrace mentorship? How do you bring that to the schools? Yeah, the most precious resources that I've ever invested have been the very precious resources I've invested in mentorship. I think everybody needs to have a coach. Everybody needs to have a mentor. And you need to consider that if you're going to invest a large chunk of money to maybe work with somebody as a mentor, you are far more likely to do what they are asking you to do because you've made that commitment to yourself and to your future. I think everybody should be investing in mentorship. And if you feel like you can't afford it, then you ought to put it as a line item budget and start to save for it. Because I'll tell you what, you've got to have mentorship in your life. It will cut down the amount of time it will take you to achieve the success that you want to achieve almost quicker than any, I really think quicker than anything else you could do. I agree, but uh, I would like to, I guess, uh, share uh, something to consider is what you're sharing about investing is perhaps more coaching and sometimes mentors are people that take you on at no cost. They only ask that you really be responsible with their time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I've and had the mentors in my life who teeter totter. Greg, did you say um, something? Uh, yeah, it's a teeter totter. That, that one's tough. So I have professional clients that are, senior fortune 100 executives billionaires that that definitely pay me i have others that that couldn't afford my rate that don't pay me that frustrate me they cost me 
but it's also my responsibility to, to pay forward my my information that I have and the mistakes that I've made to the people that that are going to take on those responsibilities and actually act on them. But it's a it's a frustrating road. I gotta say, not always. Well, so my you have a great my, this. Go ahead. I, I was going to say the distinction is how committed they are to utilizing not only what you give them as the gift of mentorship, but how they reinvest that, i.e. if they do what you've asked them to do, they have the ability to pay you afterwards, or they have the ability to pay it forward with mentoring uh, inner city or just lost souls, people that need some help. And and because they're lost souls, they don't necessarily have the means to pay. Excellent point. And, and, And for me, it's not charging the money because for me, it's about getting the result. If somebody doesn't follow along with with the advice that they're seeking, even though they've agreed it's sound advice, they don't move forward. That that's the frustrating part. So, and that's not paying it forward. That's that's a bummer. So, coaching you can do that. It's it's usually a, a pay to play kind of like a you know, if somebody's getting counseling, you take take the advice or don't. But for as a mentor, the the mentee must take the advice, or the mentor's going to run away. That's really kind of the crux of it. Well, Can I'll I add something what, to this conversation? Go for it. Uh, yeah, I think, you know what I think? Because I think this is a really valuable conversation for people to learn or to, to be able to hear because I've invested a ton of money in mentors, but I've also had in coaching, but I've also had people in my life who are the kinds of mentors who see something in me and say, I'm going to invest time in you. Bob Berg has been that for me, right? And, and, and I think that if you look at what it's done for I mean, I haven't had a huge impact on Bob's career, but I'll tell you what, his book is listed in my book as the number one must read, and I talk about it all the time. Same thing with Hal Elrod. I always talk about those guys because they've invested in me, and I didn't, I didn't charge that, or they didn't charge me anything. Look what's happened is it expanded their sphere of influence because of how abundantly they put my interests before my own. I think where, or before their own, what I think can be dangerous is when people look at a mentor as a magic pill. And when people even look at coaching as a magic pill, like if I invest this money, all of my, uh, everything's going to go away and somehow it's all going to be better. I think that as somebody who mentors others, you can look for somebody who, if they're looking at you as a free magic pill, you know they're very likely not going to take action on the things that you're asking them to do. By the same token, if somebody's investing money in your coaching or mentorship and they're looking at you as a magic pill, the likelihood of them going and doing something could also uh, be relatively low because what people don't understand is that a magic pill isn't a swallow once and then you're you're on your way to fame and riches. You've got to watch out for those people and you've got to look for people who are willing to invest their time even more than, than physical capital or resources into doing something of tremendous impact that can have an impact on the world. And I think that that's where that conversation can get a little crazy, right? It's like if somebody's just saying, well, hey, if I talk to you one conversation, my whole life's going to go right, right? Well, no, you're going to be required to do something. <laughs> yeah, there's always action involved. That's, people forget that sometimes. Well, what you brought up is actually in need of a third segment because it's the psychology of doers versus non-doers, and can you create a doer out of a non-doer? Uh, and, and so w- without taking away from the round robin part, I'm just going to say that we may continue this conversation uh, right, on, right on Facebook as, as the, uh, the show, I guess, bonus. And uh, maybe we'll even find some people that heard the show that really want the book and, and need the book. 
and we can make them targets for seeing some doers come out of it. So let's talk sure. about um, let's well, talk well, about Ken, the round one robin. thing I'd like to add there is is mastermind groups as well to that because it's great to have a mentor and it's great to have a coach. But I'll tell you what, a bunch of like minded people that are looking for solutions for you in a focused manner can tell you ten brilliant minds are going to be one or two in get. One hundred percent agree. So why don't you start off the round robin, and, and I'll go second, and Greg, you'll go third. You'll catch the rhythm of it. Let's go as quick as possible. Go for it, Andrea. Um, <clears throat> Kevin, uh, I want to know what the best Christmas gift you ever received was. Best Christmas gift, uh, autographed Warriors basketball. Okay, uh, Kevin, what, do you, what is the biggest thing you fear? Biggest thing I fear is my children not being proud of who their, who their father is. Greg? So what's the best advice you've ever received from a mentor? Best advice I've ever received from a mentor is uh, approach people with a desire to serve and give value before you ever think of your own interest. Who gave you that advice? You know, it's come from a few different people, from examples to reading books. Bob Berg was really the one that solidified that for me. Andrea? Um, what is your favorite musician? Uh, Eminem. What quote do you live by? Uh, the quote that I live by is actually one that I kind of created, and it says uh, that I live to seek the quiet applause of heaven versus the thunderous applause of man. And, Greg, we are completely out of time, so we're going to do your question online, but, uh, Kevin, are you please share how people can reach you? You can reach me on Facebook, Kevin Clayson, on Twitter, at Kevin Clayson. I'm on LinkedIn, and you can also feel free to email me, Kevin, at KevinClayson.com, and you can also just go to KevinClayson.com. And can he wrap us on the way out? Is that okay? (laughs) All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. I sit back with my brand new invention. Something. Grab the hold of me tightly. You blow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Okay, there you go. You got a little something. Very nice. Well, I'm glad that we had that time for that, and I want to say, Kevin, Joy to have you on the, on the show. You have been amplified. We're so proud of what you're doing, and we are a stand for continuing to support you and your message. Greg, thank you for uh, spending the time with us on the show. We're going to have you back, and you obviously are a spotlight in the Key Smiling movement. So the big question, Kevin, is how do we get a Key Smiling card in your hand the next three weeks or so that gets professionally photographed so we can get you in the book because you deserve to be in the next Key Smiling 3.0 Celebrity Edition? Uh, well, thanks. Send it right over. We'll get you the picture. I'd love to do that. Okay, happy Valentine's Day, everyone, and may it amplify love for the rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. And next week, we have Dr. David Gerter. Awesome. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.